Hey there, Live Like Your Nail Color Gals. Are you in a crisis right now? Or are you feeling weary from lots of swirl and change? Your joy may seem like it's hiding or gone, but today's gal pal, Jill Bond, says it's still there, waiting to be discovered. And she's here to help us find joy no matter what. By the way, have you taken my quiz to determine your nail color persona? I always ask my guests to share their results before we dive into our conversation because it's a fun way to get to know them. All you have to do is go to livelikeyournailcolor.com forward slash quiz. Then you answer three quick questions and in your results, discover your specific nail color persona, your built-in strengths, and how to tap into those strengths when chip happens. Again, go to livelikeyournailcolor.com forward slash quiz. Now, let's get talking with Jill. Tired of so much chip happening? Discouraged by so much downer news? Weary from chronic crisis? Don't let the chips keep you down. Welcome to the Live Like Your Nail Color podcast, where the tips of your fingers and toes are ready to inspire you to not give up and to keep creating the business, career, and life you want. In each episode, we flip the chip and let our fun nail color with that crazy fun name cheer us on to remember our strengths, embrace the power of choice, see life as an adventure, and know resilience is only a touch-up or change-up away. Get ready for a good time and a good laugh with your host, Mary Foley. Welcome back, Live Like Your Nail Color Gals. Are you finding it hard to find joy in the middle of hard places? As today's gal pal, Jill Bond says, your life may be far from perfect. Your joy may seem like it's gone underground. If so, it's high time for a resurrection. And that resurrection can start for a few minutes each week by listening to her oh-so-delightful, entertaining, and encouraging podcast called Find Joy No Matter What. She describes it as doing joy shots with a friend. I mean, I love that. And I was so captivated from my first listen that I have been doing shots ever since. In each episode, let me give you an idea of how this rolls. In each episode, Jill shares a story, one that might inspire a way to uncover some joy you might be looking for. And then she inspires you to consider how it might speak to your own life. And Before you know it, you're feeling a little lighter and a little more hopeful whether in the middle of a hard place or you're just frustrated because suddenly your computer update has started and you can't stop it. I hate when that happens. Let's get a little joy shot right now, shall we? Hey, Jill, welcome to the Live Like Your Nail Color podcast. Hey, Mary. So good to be here. I'm so glad you're here, too. I've been looking forward to this podcast interview with you and our conversation. I want to dive right in because okay. you know there's so much about joy that we all would love to feel more of. And you have such a unique and, and authentic way for us all to tap into that. But before we get to that, I always ask each of my guests to take my quiz called What is Your Nail Color Persona? So we need to know what is your nail color persona and did it nail you? Well, I will tell you that um, I have very short nails and I don't usually wear polish because my piano teacher ruined nails for me. Uh. <laughs> she yelled at us when we were growing. So, you know, if I were going to be really honest, I'd say I was the the, the naked, nude, bare naked Nelly there. Yeah, naked Nelly, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I looked at the colors and if I 
were to wear nail polish, I would probably do a basic color, and but I'd make it orange because your listeners can't see, but my favorite color is bright orange. I, and, and it's exactly the color you're wearing right now, I can see you, is exactly on your website. They, yes. And it's just straight there on the banner. So no wonder you picked that color. So what is it about the orange color and the description of it that spoke to you? Oh, it's it's so happy. It's um, energy generating. It just makes me feel good. I wear it all the time, all the time. I paint it in my house. I put it all over my house. It's just like sunshine from the inside out, you know, only better. Yeah. Okay. So I got to ask you, though, do you paint your toenails orange? I don't know. I'm so lazy. I'm just going to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so lazy. No, oh, it's not about lazy. It's oftentimes just a habit, right? Kind of. Yeah, there you go. This is what I love about the, you know, the idea of living like your nail color. Why I added, you know, to the book I wrote years ago. Even if you have naked nails, because naked nails get included, right? You're willing to be your true, authentic self, right. be naked or naked, as I like to say, and show it to the world. Because why? Your fingers and toes are out there for people to see. So, Thank you. Yes, there you go. And uh, you know, but here's the cool thing: if you ever were like, I'm not going to have a jacket and be able to wear orange. I'm not going to have my favorite orange shirt. I really want to take orange with me. You can slap some on your fingers or toes and you are ready to go, right? I'll I'll text you a picture. <laughs> I, please, please do, please do, right. Okay, so, so I noticed that your first podcast episode of Find Joy No Matter What was mm-hmm. released on March 9th, 2020. By the way, that every podcast, I go all the way back to the beginning, but I was so curious about when this started. Uh, So obviously that was right before the pandemic party, as I like to call it. So I'm Mm. so curious, why did you start the podcast at all? And and why then? Well, the date that it started was totally random. It's when, as you know, it takes a lot of preparation before you actually launch something. So I had been working on it since January. I started a podcast because I love to talk to people. And a friend told me one time that your voice is one of the most intimate ways to connect with somebody, your voice in somebody's ear. Mm. Uh, Also, I, and I formatted it the way I did because I love stories and I love questions and, uh, and I love fairly short. So, so all three of those things, and it has been, it's been, uh, of course, a lot of work, but oh, so much fun. One of the best things I've ever done really in my life. It really comes through. And before your podcast, of course, we've known of each other for years and I've followed some of your growth and what you've done uh, to impact audiences, really to impact people in a positive way. So I wasn't totally surprised, like, okay, now she's doing a podcast because you've, you're an author, you're also a speaker. And so this was another way to, uh, to impact people. And I thought to myself, she has been telling, she's telling these stories. She, I, That's you right. Know, <laughs> you write stories when you're doing presentations and you're talking to groups, you're saying these stories, but I don't always get to be there in that audience. So I love it that I can do that with the with the podcast and honestly you've inspired me to tell more stories and to be a good choice it's oh, good. A better because <laughs> it's an art it's an art so that that is I, I love that well it was providential perfect timing 
Exactly. Because when it launched, we didn't all know and understand we what we were going to go through. And we would need more moments of joy, which I got to mm-hmm. think the first several months of doing the podcast was like, uh, oh, my gosh, you have to find where those stories of joy are, too, because oh, yeah. it's a little bit, you know, freaked out. But I want to talk some about joy overall, because aren't some people naturally more joyful than others? I mean, OK, I sometimes struggle to live up to my Facebook and my Instagram posts and seem to be joyful. Really? I bet you're the only person. I know I, I am. I am. I'm going to confess right now. But seriously, are pe- some people more joyful than others? And, and and if you're not one of those people, can you gravitate towards joy? Well, I, I think absolutely there are people who are just not hardwired that way. But I've I've done a lot of reading about that kind of thing. And from what I gather, this is not scientific. This is just what I've read, and I'm not a scientist. But um, people seem to agree that maybe 50% is the way you're wired. Mm-hmm. Maybe 20 or 30% is, is circumstantial. But that leaves 20 or 30 more percent um, so that you can you can choose. You know, you can choose to point your mind in a a more joyful direction, which is not denial. You know, you're not denying that things aren't perfect, right? But it is a conscious decision. I've um, read an author named Tommy Newberry wrote a book called 40 Days to Joy. And he said that um, mental discipline is really a prerequisite for a life of excellent joy. Yeah, and I, I said mental discipline sounds like low carb thinking. It sounds like no fun at low all. carb thinking. So this mental discipline of focusing on what you want to focus on. It sounds like what you're going right. to let your brain right. not only get inside, but what you're going to keep ruminating around. All right, you can, and there are several ways to do that. I mean, there are infinite ways to do that. Um, but just a couple might be to mind your moments. And I will tell you, uh, I I have podcast episodes on most of these, so we can reference those a little bit later. Um, But minding your moments and making them concrete. I know um, an author named Jan Malone used to work for the Richmond Times-Dispatch, and she talked about when she had breast cancer uh, and was going under treatment for that chemotherapy and her husband gave her materials for a photo journal. And every day she took a picture of something good that happened and put them in an album. And um, I've done that before and I've suggested it to other people. And I said, there is nothing quite so powerful as at the end of the day. Now you have to print them out. There are apps for that. If you print print something out, there is nothing quite like having pure goodness on your mind last thing before you go to sleep at night mm. in a book. Yeah. Just and and sharing it with other people. Um, you can also make what I call a cross-reference list. Some people call it stacking, but you make a list of what brings you joy. Mm-hmm. And then On the other side, what is hard for you right now? And it can be something as insignificant as just an undesirable task, like painting the living room, or it can be maybe you're undergoing some health crisis or, you know, there's, there's no shortage of crises in our lives. 
if you can cross reference those things and for instance i if you want to paint the living room and you hate to paint the living room but you love music you make a playlist to die for and listen to music so simple i i read a lady who lost her best friend and the outdoors was her happy place and she said to grieve she said i went to the woods because no other arms were big enough oh wow profound you know so it can go from painting the living room to losing someone dear and it can just give you life Mm -hmm. in a very unusual way so you can cross-reference um and also, if you try to keep yourself open to new and to adventure, to things you haven't done before, mm-hmm. my daughter and my niece one time found my mom's, my then 94-year-old mom's boyfriend, uh, an old boyfriend on classmates.com and set them up. This too is a podcast episode. Set them up. <laughs> together. And the the one thing I remember from that is when we were walking out the door to take her to meet him, my brother said, I just have one thing to say. He said, if you go to that man's house and he opens the door and he's got Barry White playing in the background, he said, you turn around and run the other way. No <laughs> Barry White. No baby, baby, baby. Right, that's right. Oh my gosh. All, all the way they were singing Marvin Gaye in the back seat and <laughs> It was just hilarious, but it it turned out to be so precious. So she was 94 years old. He was 96 and they were open to something new. And you talk about a joy shot. Everybody can do that. So those are just a few ways, just three ways. Oh my gosh. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, I bet that you've got that story with your mom on one of uh-huh. your Episode. I do. You know, I do. No, I you was going to say, these, and I have not listened to that one yet. We've got to figure out which one that is and we'll put it in. The we show. will. Yeah. Um, because here's one of the things I really love when you tell these stories, I'm imagining them, of course, in my mind, right? right? I've got this picture and it's, it, and I'm playing it out as you uh, let it unfold. But a story like that makes me think, oh, okay. So my mom's not 94. But I could do something similar. Exactly. And that's what I love about, you know, your the the entertainment and, and these stories are so relatable and so transferable. So so I'm wondering, are there some questions? Like each each episode you kind of bring up, here's something to consider for finding the joy in your life. And so what are some questions that you we can ask ourselves to focus our heart and our mind on joy? Because one of the essentials of living like your nail color is to leverage the power of choice. So we have a choice of what we can put in our mind and on our heart and right. questions can be that pathway. Do you have some questions? Go to Absolutely. I have about, I have six questions and I will read them to you very quickly here. First one is what is the last thing that brought you joy? That'll bring it close to home. Mm-hmm. Second one is, what are you grateful for? What makes you thankful no matter what? Mm-hmm. Third, when do you feel the most alive? What ignites your heart? 
When something negative happens, the next one, um, what does this negative experience make possible? And could we tell COVID stories about that? Yeah, that's a provocative question. Mm-hmm. We often just want to avoid pain versus saying, exactly. we're in it. What does this make possible or, or opportunity exactly. that we didn't have before? Or we wouldn't even right. without the pain. You, you can also ask, uh, what do you do for fun? This was a stroke of brilliance by a little lady with dementia that I met. And that was the way she encountered everyone for the first time. If we introduced ourselves like this, you know, what do you do for fun? Here's what I do for fun before. What's your job? What's your family? What's your status? The world would be a much more joyful place. <laughs> it would. It would. Instead of being about impressing someone or informing what you them or like, and just say, exactly. what, do you, what do you do for fun? And, and, you know, how many people might not have the answer, or sometimes myself included, right at the tip of my tongue? Like, and, and I think, oh, that's sad. Very telling. <laughs> yeah. Very telling. It Very is. telling. It, it is. It oh, is. Goodness. You don't have the answer to that question right now and you're listening. That's one to ask yourself in, in a good way, right? To Exactly. Oh, yeah. I, and, and I have one more. Um, it's my favorite question in the whole world. It's sometimes for relationship joy, but it can go all over the world. Um, what's it like to be you? Why is that your favorite? It's my favorite because it can help us understand each other. And as a result, we can bring each other more joy. What's what's it like to be you right now? If I'm having an argument with my husband, if I just stop and ask him, rather than him defending himself and me defending myself, if I say, okay, tell me what it's like to be you right now. The answer is so much more revealing and helps me understand so much more. It immediately diffuses tension. Immediately. It's it's a super duper question. It is. It is. And I thought you were going to say your favorite question it was going to be something like, uh, do you know why I love orange? You know, no. <laughs> Nobody cares. I know what it's like to be you. I like to wear orange because that's what it's like to be you. But I I love that. What it's like to be you right now, which Mm -hmm. really is a very different kind of question. The words, the phrasing that is along the lines of tell me what's going on inside of you, what you're experiencing right now. It's better. It's easier to answer that than it is. How are you? How are you doing? Yes. Yes. Different. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Those are six great questions. And so typically, do you say just pick one or, you know, one or two? Oh, I I say have them all in your arsenal. (laughs) All of them in your arsenal. And there are more, you know. Um, I'm a lover of great questions also. So I've got, I've got, listen, I have folders of questions. Oh my gosh, that's your next book. You know? Right, exactly. I got a question, I do. Here's 66 to ask yourself today. Or you're, Exactly. Or you're <laughs> I really, I really do keep them on hand though, because questions, questions are um, some of life's most profound experiences. Conversation starters mm-hmm. um, just help us to understand each other. A lot and joy bringers sometimes. Well, these questions really do get at the 
joy aspect and re and the whole idea of rekindling i think our joy yeah and, and you what in listening to your episodes on your podcast truly you're an amazing storyteller oh thank you i'm right there but what happens is is i'm hearing this interesting kind of entertaining story but it's it's wrapped in encouragement and inspiration which is not always the case of a good storyteller sometimes it's like they're good at storytelling it's a funny story what's the point you really wrap it and bring the point out without making it heavy-handed at all i mean it's it's, it's like it's right there and it's easy to take in just this morning i was listening to episode 124 called enjoy the age you are mm. and ironically i was listening to it as i was coloring my hair <laughs> it its natural color um and then i put on some new nail color that's green and has this leaf design that um, had one name to it but i decided to call it grow with it because um nice new things and you know i'm like i'm gonna grow and go with it all right so so here's the thing that's just you know it was a few minutes for me to listen as i'm doing something that really doesn't take full brain power um but it really helped me appreciate my age of mm. being on this planet long enough to truly enjoy being myself without focusing on what others think. And it reminds right. me of that. And it ramped up my, you know, put a smile on my face and ramped up my joy. So it, it made me think, how does Jill come up with these topics and these <laughs> stories? How do you do it? Uh, well, I don't know if you're familiar with Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love, but she oh, yeah. also wrote a book called Big Magic about creativity. And she gave a piece of advice that has just set my mind on fire. And that was this. She gives you permission in there. She says, anything that sparks your interest, anything, no matter how small, anything uh, on the fly, anything, she said, just follow it, just follow it, just start to write about it and see what comes up. Um, for, for instance, I just put together October's episodes. Mm -hmm. And there's one in there. Well, across my newsfeed, how many things come across your social media newsfeed every day? Well, if something makes me smile or laugh, that's even better. Then I take note of it and I'll just write it down and think, what, where could I go with that? I don't know. Let's just start writing and see. It was a guy in New Zealand who was a, uh, got a letter from his boss that said, we need you to come in. He knew he was about to be fired. In New Zealand, you by law they have to allow you a support person in there. This guy brought a clown. So, <laughs> so the clown, some other employee was in there taking a picture of his firing. And I, I could not resist. It made me laugh. It made me laugh. And I thought, I'll do it. So yeah. You know what I'm going to say. There's a podcast episode <laughs> a podcast on there, yeah. support, surrounding yourself with supportive people, whatever it takes. The, the clown, they did have to tell him to be quiet a couple of times because he was making balloon animals and it was squeaking too much. But when the guy got fired, he said the clown pretended like he was crying and the, the clown, you know, just rolled with it. He said it was quite the professional. So there you go. Something as dumb as that sparked my interest. So I think if you just pay attention 
to your response to things that you see. Most people, you know, if you don't have any reason to use it or write about it, you look at it, you laugh, and then you move on. But when you're looking for stories, that's what you do. You pay attention and then you make a note of it. That's it. Wow. Well, there's a lot of stories on your podcast about your childhood or about mm -hmm. something that perhaps your your grandson has done. Right. And, right. So I, I keep imagining, I bet one day she just sat down with a cup of coffee and said, let me remember, you know, my childhood. What were the things that popped at the top of my mind? I don't know, because I'm thinking I would feel like blank. I ain't got nothing right now, you know, kind of <laughs> So is that, well, you know, worse creativity? It, it, you know, you just know, and I didn't sit down and I couldn't do that. It's too overwhelming. I would draw a blank also, but you know, stuff pops into your head at random times. Yeah. And all I do is file it, file it, file it, file it, whether it's a complete idea or not, file it, stick it in a file, stick it in a file, um, you know, digital or not. And pretty soon you have a bunch of stories a bunch. So obviously I have files of stories. I've probably got 200 stories. Oh my gosh. On file, but they came over years. Not just, I sure didn't sit down at Barnes and Noble one day and say, all right, before I'm not moving until I have a hundred. No, no, I couldn't do that. So that's how it happens. It's just paying attention and taking notes. That's pretty much what it is. I was thinking, I love that paying attention that we all can, of course, pay attention to funny moments. And one of the things that I have to thank my father for is that he had this, and he still has this sense of humor that let's not take ourselves too seriously. And so he created this tone in our family of just kind of lightheartedly joking and laughing, you know, when we would sometimes do stupid stuff, you know, or, or make a, make quote a mistake, you know, instead of making it a big deal, you know, he would, he would lighten it. And um, so I've nurtured that on purpose of the stupid little funny things sometimes I do during the day. And then I notice other people can do those too, or a dog can do something funny or a cat. Right. So it's, not about putting others down at all or being critical. We all have these kind of funny little awkward moments. And so what I started to do was mention them or notice them by saying words to the other person, if in fact, and I would perhaps I was walking down the street and this dog was doing something what I ca caught me as funny. And then I'd walk by and say, your dog is so cute. He looks like he's looking for a giraffe or something. I mean, it's just say something right. that came to my mind and, and they just laugh too. You have so many episodes. What's one of your favorite stories that you've shared on your podcast and why is that your fave? Oh, it would have to be the time when my mom and I were at the Virginia state fair. We walked past a booth where you could get your picture taken with a chimpanzee for $5. And my mom was much more reserved than me. And I begged her, mom, mom, please, let's get our picture taken with the ape. Let's get a picture taken with the ape, please. And she kept saying, no, 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 no. Now, keep in mind, I was 35 years old at the time. I was not a child. <laughs> she was 70. Um, but she wouldn't do it. And I said, why not? And she thought for a minute and said, 
because somebody might look at it someday and think it's a three generation photo. <laughs> and she was not even trying to be funny. <laughs> oh, she just said stuff like that. So we didn't do it. Well, 20 years, I never forgot it though. I always just was so sad that we missed that opportunity. 20 years later, my family's from Indiana. I live in Virginia and we were having an event and they were all coming to Virginia. Wow. I was lying in bed one night thinking, how am I going to keep everybody entertained? When that memory popped into my mind and I thought, maybe I could redeem that lost opportunity with my mom. I wonder if there's a, a rentable chimpanzee somewhere on the planet. So I did some networking, found one and called the man up. He had a, at the time he had a zoo and the chimp lived in his house. I called him up and I said, here's what's going down. And the guy said, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that'd be fine. He said, but it was December. He said, it's cold out. You don't, you don't want your mom, your elderly mother um, taking, you know, pneumonia when she's out in the cold. He said, why don't I bring the chimp to your house? Which made me ecstatic. So my family was all at my house. I had brought a photographer in, set up a background and all in it. And everybody thought, oh, we're just going to get some family portraits made. I saw the guy, the handler come up the walk with the chimp. And I said, mom, put some lipstick on. I have a surprise for you. They walked in and I said, remember that time? And she remembered immediately. Well, she was all about it this time. And for an hour and a half, we romped and frolicked and played with that chimp. We got on the floor and she rolled all over us and we fed her grapes and this and that. At the end of our time together, we had a family portrait and she was in the front like one of the children. And I said, <laughs> it's one of those 50 years from now, you know, people look and they say, I recognize everybody else, but who's the kid in the front? Right. <laughs> looks like the rest of them, but maybe not. maybe not. So we had that taken, but the best time, and mom had her own picture taken, but the best time, the best moment of the day was when we sat down for that picture together with the chimp. And I tell people, I leave that picture, I framed it, and it's still on my dresser, not only to remind me of that great moment, but to remind me of moments to come in this day that I don't want to miss. Mm. Now, there's a postscript to that also. My mom passed away when she was 99 in 2017. Wow. And my brother and I were with the minister and the funeral director and he said, we need a picture for her, the little brochure that we give out to everyone. And my brother looked at me and said, I have an idea, but it might be inappropriate. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> what do you I know exactly what you're thinking. And our middle name is inappropriate. So the picture that greeted everybody who came to pay their respects. So my mom was of her and that chimpanzee. And we got to tell that story over and over and over again. And you talk about the nature of joy. It's joy and sorrow walking the same road side by side. Sometimes people don't understand that that happens. You're either happy or you're sad, but there's almost always joy walking right alongside everything else. Just have to be intentional yeah. about grabbing onto it. Yeah, that is such a great story. Oh my gosh. And it makes me want to Google how I can get the 
the chimpanzee over there too, you know, to my <laughs> next party. Oh my gosh. I, you know, see, okay. So, all right. Every gal listening, you now understand why I love this podcast. Oh. Okay. Not my podcast. I meant Jill's podcast. I like my podcast. But yours too. I'm talking about yours. Find joy no matter what, which of course the no matter what really puts a big to me point on it. Mm-hmm. Because as you just said, it's not just about happy, happy, joy, joy. It's about finding joy in spite of or in right. addition to the hard times. Uh, as I like to say, you know, because chip happens, right? right. Um, <laughs> the nail color, we got to get you doing some nail color at some point, you know, and see what might come of that. Because that's a story for your podcast. I don't get know. me out of my box, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> well, in fact, let's talk nail color again as uh, we kind of get to the end of our conversation if you could create a name for a nail color to inspire us to find more joy in our lives what would it be i love your suggestion of find joy no matter what i can't think of a better name (laughs) if i had to pick a second one it would be born to be wild that was that was the title of my last book uh but i like that find joy no matter what I I think that was brilliant. <laughs> well, it's the name of your podcast. Your podcast name is brilliant. It really is. It says Aww. so much in such a short title. Now, I'm going to guess that if you took that name, you would apply it to some kind of orange color. Would that be accurate? absolutely? Oh, <laughs> this bright, bright orange, bright electric orange. orange. Well, the thing that I love about the idea of living like your nail color, I, I have two rules for picking a polish on purpose. One is to always try a new color. And that's because it's not only just life is an adventure, it's about leveraging the power of choice. It's about getting comfortable with choosing new things. See how they see how it feels. We are we're having to deal with so much change. That's been true forever, right? Right. Um, However, we're in a time of accelerated change and it can be exhausting. We can also try to flip that chip and flip that thing of challenge and change to go, well, let's make it an adventure. Let's just see what it's like to put on orange nail polish. I mean, if I don't like it, I can take it off, right? I mean, it's right, not like right. a decision that's going to last forever. So that's one thing is to pick a polish on picking polish on purpose is to choose a new color. The second is always make sure it has an inspiring name. And if the name on the bottle or the package is okay, mm. but doesn't really get your mojo going, change it in your mind. It's your experience. <laughs> so I love that it, you could be wearing any color, any design for that matter, uh, any um, French manicure, and you could call it find joy no matter what. That's perfect. I love it. <laughs> I love You're it. the brilliant one. Oh, I'm the brilliant <laughs> one. Well, you have sparked my joy and that just keeps me going. I'm so glad. So listen, for those who would want to reach out, connect with you, listen to your podcast, what are the best ways they can do that? The number one best way is to go to my website at jillbond.com. That is the best because you can access the podcast from that. You can access all social media, Facebook, Instagram from that website. And you can email me from that website. And I welcome all communication. I love um, it. You know, on that site. So 
And what we'll do is uh, I will put in the show notes links to your website and also just Great. directly to your social. Sometimes people like to go directly there. So everyone listening, your last name is B-A-U-G-H-A-N. So right. when you look at it, you can say, oh, yeah, it's Bond. But when I hear Bond, I'm, I might go, I'm not really sure how that's spelled. So uh, right. I wanted to to make that clear. Also, you have something kind of interesting on your website. You call it a joy box. Right. And the idea that you could send a joy box to someone. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's it was inspired by my need to do that really fast for someone one time. And I thought, what can I do? How can I make one trip to Target and make make a meaningful, put together something meaningful that will bring joy to somebody? And I did it and I thought, I need to share this idea. So uh, it can be for a friend, it can be for a spouse, a child. I've given this idea for a joy box to a 16-year-old, a 40-something, and a 90-year-old, so and a, a 64-year-old. So you can you can give it just about universally. And all you have to do is again go to the website. On the front page, there's a place to sign up for that. And there's some instructions and an example there to make somebody's day. And you, maybe you want to, you don't have to tell them you love them. You know, it doesn't have to be that kind of thing. It can be, but it could be, I appreciate you or somebody's going through a hard time. I just wanted to brighten your day a little bit. So many reasons to bring just a little shot of joy. And it's so easy. I love that. Um a friend of mine unexpectedly sent me a joy box, a package in the mail. And I immediately looked at it and went, what's this? I didn't order anything, you know, and then I saw mm -hmm. the return address. Huh. And it was a beautiful card and a beautiful little unexpected figurine of um, actually a little angel with her arms up in the air. And it was, it was called courage. And she was cheering me on that I had the courage to make significant changes in my life of moving and even starting this podcast and, and such. And I thought, wow. And uh, it's sitting on my desk today. I get to look awesome. at it. Awesome. So thank you, Diana Hayes, for <laughs> my own joy box. And thank you, Jill, for being here today. This has been so much fun. And uh, I look forward to your upcoming episodes and more stories to cheer us on with joy soon. My extreme pleasure. Thanks a lot, Mary. It was so much fun. And now for the after party I call Flip the Chip, where I take a few moments to highlight something my gal pal shared that can help us all flip a challenge or difficulty that's holding us back into something more positive that can help us move forward. What I want to highlight today are the six questions Jill shared that you could ask yourself to focus your heart and mind on joy. Why not jot them down on a sticky note, put them in your planner or have them handy on your phone so you can use one or more when you need a joy shot. Here they are. Number one, what's the last thing that brought you joy? Can you even remember? Well, now's a good time. Number two, what are you grateful for? No matter what. To me, these are like the big rocks in your life. Number three, when do you feel most alive? What ignites your heart? Yeah, I know that's really two questions, but both are along the same lines. What gets your mojo going? Number four, what does this negative experience make possible? For example, what does this 
health concern make possible? What does this career crisis make possible? What does this family conflict make possible? Gotta say, this is so powerful in a place we don't normally go. Number five, what do you do for fun? This is a great question to ask someone new to spark connection. So much better than what do you do or how are you today? And number six, what's it like to be you? With so much division and misunderstanding right now, this is an amazing tension diffuser. But it can also help foster more joy in close relationships. And of course, you can give yourself another shot of joy by simply putting on a new nail color and giving it the name, find joy no matter what. Jill's great phrase and podcast name. And really so that every time you see your fingers or toes, you're reminded that right now, no matter what, what hard moments you're experiencing, what difficulty is going on, you can also experience moments of joy. You just got to go looking for it. You can make good choices to create the career, business, and life you want. One step, one nail color at a time. Look forward to being with you next time on the Live Like Your Nail Color podcast. Thanks for listening to the Live Like Your Nail Color podcast. Ready to live and laugh more? Know a friend who could use some of that too? Then subscribe at livelikeyournailcolor.com or your favorite podcast app and share this episode right now with the person who popped into your mind. Together, let's flip the chip to be stronger, smarter, and happier. Oh, 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 oh,